All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode two of Blue Collar Bengals, um, a somber episode, I guess I should say. Um, somber. Obviously a tough, tough loss yesterday. Um, but before we get into the bad stuff, we had a lot of fun yesterday, did we not? Yeah, I really think we did, man. Chatting with all the fans, getting some man on the street live. Oh Here, no! <laughs> man down! Oh no! But, uh, it was it was a good time. <laughs> Look, what a start! This isn't ESPN, baby. <laughs> it's never gonna be. No sir, no. But uh, yeah, dude, uh, I was shockingly, not shockingly, pleasantly surprised uh, with how awesome people responded to us just walking up and talking to him, man. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, man, it, it was a lot of fun. I liked that we were able to kind of get perspective from a lot of different lots. We started at Longworth. We got over to Lot 1, talked to a lot of people there, and then we kind of ended it at the legendary Bengal Gym's tailgate where there's just people just fucking everywhere. Yeah. All over the place. Um, getting a lot of different perspectives on the game. Um, a lot of predictions that unfortunately did not come true. But yeah. um, we did have a lot of fun. So uh, we look forward to doing that more and more this year. We've already got a question from um, my fiance to ask why I was so slow opening my beer. So um, as a lot of you probably did see on Twitter, I called out Dana Beers, the beer guy from Barstool Sports. I told him I was going to shotgun a beer faster friend. than him. Friend of the program. And Friend of the program, friend of ours, Dana Beers, and he whooped my ass. So if you missed it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of the places where I put all of the dumb shit I do, I'm going to go ahead and play the clip for you folks here. All right. I called out the legendary beer god on Twitter, Dana Beers. I said I would shotgun a beer faster than him. I got an answer for all the shit I talk. Dude, listen, I've been warming up, so... The only reason I might beat you is because I had like four or five shotguns in the parking lot at Long, was it Longworth? Longworth, you're ahead of me then. So I'm, I don't want to say I'm going to destroy you, but I think I'm going to destroy you. Ah, shit. I got to back up all that shit I told you. <laughs> Let's right. go, baby. Yes, sir. Three, two, one. I hate to do it to him. Oh, no. He's such a good guy. He's, I hate to do it to him because he, he put the challenge out there. He's a great fan. He's a great follow, but sometimes you got to humble a guy. Sometimes you got to do it. I come to you a humble man. I come to Twitter a humble man. Come on, man. Hey. Appreciate you, brother. It's all about the love of the game. It is. It's, it's, it's <laughs> so I did. I had a technical issue where I yeah. didn't get my beer open as quickly as his. And I appreciate a lot of people telling me that and trying to make me feel better for that. But I have to admit that execution is part of the game and i didn't execute in that moment i didn't get the can open quick enough i put myself at a disadvantage i put myself in a hole and i just couldn't climb out of it so i i poked the bear he's a beer legend he's the barstool sports beer guy i poked the bear and i lost and i'm willing to admit that yeah uh it was a dragging you had an equipment malfunction um i'm your your friend here so uh I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and like build you up uh, and tell you you did good. Uh, but Twitter obviously uh, loves to drag you, Mr. Garrison. So uh, They do. 
ate some shit on Twitter, definitely big time. But uh, I yeah, think the yeah. part of that video, though, is at the end where you guys you come together in that loving, uh, manly embrace uh, after yeah. putting it all out on the line on the field of beer battle. There's nothing wrong with a solid bro hug outside of a football stadium. Uh-huh. At all. Uh-huh. And Tony Taphorn, good uh, good Twitter Twitter interaction uh, guy. I like him a lot. He said, dude, you wouldn't have had a chance even with a perfect open. Tony, I, you've always been a supporter of mine, so I don't know if maybe the loss yesterday is still kind of in your head and you're turning heel on me, but I need you to build me up here in these moments. Um, unfortunately, my L's didn't stop there. We made it into the stadium. Um for a beautiful view of the game from the first star logistics suite. Shout out to them for putting us up. Um, and then the game happened. So with this being our recap show, I think that it is a good time to jump into the blue collar Bengals box score breakdown presented by who day that's W H O D A I.com. It is a one-stop shop for all Bengals content, AI stats, you can ask AI any Bengals question, any NFL question. It's going to spit the answer back out to you. They've also got a lot more cool stuff coming down the line. So um, shout out to Hooday for the graphics for this segment. Let's start off with the man, Joe Burrow, quarterback, key to the city, key to the offense, key to a lot of our mental well-being. Um, so I'm going to bring up the stats that he had. I'll go through them quickly. 27 of 41, 222 yards, average 5.4 yards per completion, two touchdowns, one very, very bad interception. He took one sack for a loss of six yards, finished with a QBR of 61.5 and a rating of 85.6. It was sort of a anemic start for the offense, was it not? Yeah, absolutely. Story of our lives at this point. Um Last year, we uh, we like to, to play the role of the cardiac cats and uh, start out 0-2 uh, and then decide to figure it out. Hopefully, that's what's happening here. But uh, the one stat on Burrow's line there that bugs me the most is that singular interception that got thrown that, in my opinion, was a massive, massive momentum shifter, allowing Baltimore and uh, – God love him. Lamar Jackson to just do his thing and tear us up, man. So I, I don't know. I say, I, I mean, 222 yards. He, he played better, obviously, than the first game uh, where we scored zero points. Uh, well, touchdown points. You know, he got the field goal. That's great. Um, there were some great passes that occurred. T. Higgins had two touchdowns, which I'm sure we'll get into here. Um the only thing uh, with Burrow that's bugging me right now is that that interception for this game. I'm keeping it in this window. Uh, it was just – it was a good defensive play, but at the same time, maybe a boneheaded throw. What do you think? That was not a Joe Burrow throw. Let's just no. be completely honest. That is not how Joe Burrow throws the football. Joe Burrow is not himself. He has not been himself all year. We can get into that a little bit more later, but that throw just looked to me like a guy that doesn't have his timing. He doesn't have the chemistry with his receivers who aren't where I think that he's probably expecting they would be. I'm already getting stressed out. I got to put the nicotine pouch in. Um, But I mean, (laughs) that, that ball was snapped from the 17 yard line. So the Bengals are driving. They're threatening for points, probably at least three. 
And then it just kind of sucked the wind out of some of the momentum that I think the offense was building. It definitely sucked the wind out of the stadium. Um, and we just kind of never bounced back from it. Yeah, it's it's concerning. Um, I still roll with the Cincinnati versus the world mentality. Uh, you just have to. Sure, again, courtesy of the good old boys, girls at uh, First Star Logistics. Thanks for that one. Um, friend of the program, obviously. Uh, but uh, it's it's uh, we have I, I tweeted it out during the game. Um, we have three Ferraris at, at wide receiver. Um and uh, a, a Mustang, badass Mustang convertible at running back. And Joe Burrow has this Rolls Royce arm. And we have all this beauty on our offense, but uh, we're not turning the key and we're not letting the engine purr, man. And it's just, it's really bugging me. Uh, I think they'll do it. Um, they got to it last year. Uh, I just want it now. I, like, it's Maybe it's a little selfish as a fan, but I want them to play fast and loose now and not uh like chunk plays and bubble screens and uh the flats like i just the flats is my least favorite football term now after the two games we've watched so far yeah i completely understand that um camera's still not completely down from that fumble uh (laughs) i i don't know I don't know this to be true, but I feel like, and this is just something that I think, I think that the Bengals planned to play starters in preseason before Burrow went down. Yeah. Um, And I think that that would have helped, but it's just, I think that there's, there's talk there. They have been scared of the calf. The calf has not been 100%. No matter how much they tell us it was. I think that that is even reflected in the play calling, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of it is reflected in the fact that he's still getting pressure in two seconds after he takes the snap and he doesn't have time to look downfield. So he's just throwing the check down. He's throwing the dump off. But there was a play yesterday where I I think it was in the third quarter. It was third and long. They threw like a five yard route to Irv Smith. He got tripped up and they immediately rushed the punting unit out. I don't know how you draw up a play that is not to the sticks. If you have no desire to go for it on fourth down afterward. Yeah. If it's fourth and 10, fourth and 11, I think, or third and 10, third and 11, it was. I think that if you can, okay, I can get five or six yards here and I'm going to go for it, I can understand it. But if you're going to throw a five yard route on third and 10, third and 11, and you know you're punting the ball afterwards, then what are we doing? Give them a chance. Yeah. It's like Groundhog's Day, man. It sucks. You've seen Groundhog's Day, the movie, have you? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Been a while, yeah, but I've seen it. Good old, good old Bill Murray. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like Bill Murray's out there on the field, and we're just reliving the same shit every day, man. It just it sucks. They'll fix it, I think. Uh, but for the time being, I mean, like, like here's another thing. What what's going on? Why aren't we Why aren't we sending Chase up the field? You know what I mean? That guy's a freak. I would love to have him just come into full form, uh, and us just you know sling the ball to him because Joe Burrow's capable of it. We saw him do it to. T Higgins twice in the game. You know what I mean? That dude, that, that pass and catch to T Higgins, that first touchdown, that was really good. That looked good. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And that's when it started to feel like maybe the offense got something going and they, they were, they were kind of finding their groove there. And it's, I, I think some of the play calling has been kind of built around the calf injury. Um, But I also think that when you can start making those throws and you see that he's connecting with Higgins, You've got to draw something up for your star. 
Not that yeah. T Higgins isn't a star, but, but Jamar chase is the star of the team. And Marlon Humphrey's not there. Uh, Marcus Williams isn't there. There were one-on-one opportunities. I think that you just got to dial it up. You say, if he's going to be one-on-one, I'm going to throw you a go ball. Yeah. Regardless. I don't know if, regardless. Yeah. I don't know if it was because of Joe, uh, maybe a, a conservative playbook. And this is all speculation folks. Neither Drew and I have inside sources at all. We're just a couple of dudes who uh, happen to step in front of a camera, but, but if it's a conservative playbook, I mean, Gosh, I don't know. We're, we're playing like those guys, Peters and, and Humphrey, are out there. We were afraid. Yeah. To, it felt, felt like we were afraid to throw the ball to these, like, backup corners. I, I don't know. I know. I keep saying, man, I know they'll turn it around. And there's some solid comments in here. Some I don't like reading. We've got uh, Andrew here saying, reminds me of the 09 Bengals could not generate urgency. And you remember the those days? Good God, yeah. Yeah, but but I, I agree because I I tweeted that during the game. I, they finally picked it up and showed some urgency when I think that it was a little bit too late. Yeah, um, you yeah. know when there were that that last touchdown drive where he threw the second one to Higgins, I felt like it was late. Yeah, and uh, we got another one here. The fumble in the jungle is going to go down as a moment. Y'all allowed the Ravens to finally fire Gerbo and get Zay Flowers. Appreciate that truth bear. We got a Ravens fan that's infiltrated the chat. You guys have been on my ass on Twitter lately. I have been getting fucking cooked, and I earned it. I earned a lot of it. I don't think I earned the guy that told me that he wishes my parents never met, so the world never had to see my face. I may think maybe that was a little bit too far, but um, they've in, they've infiltrated the show. They, uh, I tell you what, they played well. You got it. I mean, you got it. They did. It was a, a one point loss. It wasn't a, a beat down, but, uh, Lamar is, he, the difference is, is I was counting, uh, and I can, I can hardly count past 10. Let's just clear that up. But I was counting when Lamar from Lamar receiving the ball, him standing there, making his reads and moving to throw it. There were some times where he was back there five to eight seconds all day to make it their their old line banged up but it held up and i mean we can talk defense we had we've got studs on our our defense and like hubbard two tackles two assists hendrickson one tackle one assist reader one tackle one assist i can't remember who got the single sack we had uh but uh our d-line i was gassing them up bro i was gassing them you've up. been you've been big d-line guy lately yeah and they we really just nothing happened yesterday and I'll just just attest it to good blocking and maybe the stunts weren't there. I know those guys are freaking dogs, dude. Like they are dogs and they're going to eat because they're going to get hungry. Because, uh, I mean, blackout tray, whoo, I would not want to be standing in front of that guy. And if, if uh, momentum goes this way and we keep losing, that dude's going to rip someone's head off. Yeah. And, I hate to say I hate to be the one to say this. I said it on Twitter yesterday. I feel bad saying it with microphones and cameras and everything, but we got to call it what it is. Todd Munkin had Lou Anarumo in shambles yesterday. Yeah, uh, it's not not the norm. Not the norm, dude. <coughs> and then it was interesting. And what we're dealing, I mean, uh, God, it's frustrating. But like uh, Nick Scott goes down late. That sucks. I haven't seen an update on him. Uh, hopefully, he's I have okay. Not either. I know he got his bell rung and he went into protocol, but uh, Cheeto, um, Cheeto might need a game or two, guys. Uh, he uh, he had he had a couple of difficult plays yesterday. Uh, I think he's he's going to make it back, but uh, I kept seeing twenty two kind of 
out in space a little bit. Um, it was also- Nelson fucking Aguilar, man. I know, I know, I know. It's not know. Odell Beckham. It's not Zay Flowers. It's not even Rashad Bateman. It's Nelson goddamn Aguilar, and we couldn't cover him. Yeah, it sucked. I don't know if maybe he's still got to shake off the rust or whatever and, and get comfortable out there, but uh, we have too young of a secondary for him to, to not be in full form. And, again, I love Cheeto. I think he'll get there, but yesterday was, was not fun. So. I agree. And closing out the box score breakdown here really quickly, I'm going to bring up the receiving yards. Great to see T Higgins, eight catches, 89 yards, two tutties. Um, That was awesome. Boyd got in the action a little bit. The dump offs to mix them were there, but what's concerning Jamar chase five catches, 31 yards, the long of 13. I just, I, I know that when people say like Justin Jefferson, the Vikings scheme him up very well. And Tyreek Hill, the Dolphins scheme him up very well. Yeah. I know that there's not like these plays that Zach Taylor's sitting on. He's like, well, I know that's an automatic 20 yards to chase. I'm just not going to call it. I know that that's not the case, but there's a lack of creativity, a lack of motion before the snap to get guys kind of off kilter when chase is moving around a little bit. And that bothered me a little bit too. And then um, I don't know what exactly the reasoning for that is, but I think his whole career, I feel like Zach has just, been refusing to to get chase in motion pre-snap there's there's been uh i mean last year we did it last year we had downfield like chunk like nice like holy crap 20 30 yard passes um and and i'm a zach taylor stand dude i love the guy uh i want him to do the best uh but you also got to kind of if a lot of people are out there saying some of the play calling has been vanilla then you might want to look at it. You know what I mean? And, and again, it could have been, uh, we don't know. It could have been a simplified playbook. It really could have, or it could have been Joe. We said in the beginning, I, I look back at uh, Malik, Malik, Wright, And I said, Hey, you think he's gun? You think he's trigger happy right now? You think he's got happy feet? Cause some of these passes going into the flats, just, they felt really quick. So yeah, I don't know. It just, it feels vanilla. And it doesn't feel like our Bengals right now that you and I both know they can be. Because we've seen it. We've seen it, yeah. dude. We've we've seen wanna... crazy we've seen Joe Mixon throw a, a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, for God's sake. You know what I mean? Like they are capable of amazing things. Uh and uh we're gonna be behind them for the remainder of the season. But it's, I, I the the thing I tweeted out at the at the end of the game was I love these guys. I love, 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 love them, but they got to do some soul searching. Can you bring the graphic back up one more time? The receiving graphic? Yeah, that receiving one. Are you able to? Yeah. Yeah, I got to bounce back and forth between screens here when I'm trying to the, do the that. One thing I wanted to talk to you about, and, and everybody on here, and they can chime in in the comments, is what the hell is that Irv Smith stat line? Two receptions for 10 yards. I love the guy. I think he's been a fun addition, but do you think that there should be a little bit more of that plug and play Hayden Hurst stuff we saw last year, or has it been two games and I need to calm down? I think you might need to calm down a little bit just because if I look at the offense on as a whole, I saw a game where T Higgins didn't have a catch. I just saw a game where Jamar Chase struggled to get himself involved. Um, okay. so I, I wouldn't yet, but I do agree that I think that there needs to be more involvement for the tight end position. If these teams are 
like let's say Cleveland, for example, they've got three very good corners. They can man up cheat or they can man up chase. They can man up Higgins. They can man up Boyd. Okay. So why are we not force feeding some balls to Irv Smith then? But I just think this offense is so disjointed and not running properly right now that just nothing's working. And I hope that they get that figured out. And, and you know I, what? I'm, I'm going to correct myself here live on air. Remember that, that long pass he caught, but he couldn't keep his, he couldn't keep his yeah. foot in. That would have added. Yeah, it was a great play. So I'm gonna, I'll correct myself on air here, and that was a good catch and good play. And I guess it, it could just be the way the offense is designed right now, and they need to get humming. But I just remember seeing Hayden Hurst last year. Uh, he had so many memorable, memorable plays, like where he would catch something, rip his helmet off, and shake that beautiful red lion's mane that he's got on top of his hair. And I want to see that here with Irv Smith too. So, yeah, and Tony here says. Eight targets. That's all Chase had was eight. Uh, Cincy Jake says maybe Callahan's the problem. I struggle to place blame on it because I know that Callahan, Zach, and Dan Pitcher are all very involved in play calling. Um, yeah. And then our 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 relative Browns fan Browns fan friend getting ready for Monday Night Football watching us says the Bengals secondary is very suspect this year. Aguilar had a day on a woozie all around the league. That back shoulder is getting more guardable, and that's Burrow and Chase's bread and butter. And I think that he's spot on there. That yeah. that back shoulder throw to, to Burrow and Chase last year felt like just an instant completion, and it's just not there. T- timing is not not right. And I think that that's – and the timing's off. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, Lorenzo <laughs> says that he's going to stay calm because the whole offense is out of whack. I think that's to the Irv Smith point. So, yeah, I think that, you know, there is there is cause for concern about the last I, – I didn't even mean to put that guys up there. I think he's arguing with somebody. I don't want to show you guys arguing with each other in the comments. I like to put up the, the insightful and fun comments. Um, closing out the box score recap real quick because I know that we are on a pretty tight schedule today. Running the ball, there was only 15 rushing attempts. And the only point that I'm going to make on that is not about the numbers. It's not about the average. It's about the lack of committing to running the ball if your passing offense is shit and your quarterback is clearly in a position where he's not himself. The only point I'm going to make on that is I think they need to run it more. Joe was playing, Mixon, was playing like a man unhinged yesterday. I mean, the we were up there in the box looking at each other like, who the hell is this? This is incredible. He would get the ball and he would make the first guy miss and rumble, stumble, tumble down five more yards, man. Yeah. Uh, looked great. And just flat out to say it, Joe Mixon right now is the best player on our offense. And I'm freaking pumped about it, dude. Because I'll be honest, I was apprehensive at the beginning of this season, right? Uh, there was a lot of chatter back and forth. We're not going to get into it about Joe Mixon and his future with this team. But I tell you right now, I am freaking happy he's here because he is playing his heart out. They just got to put the ball in his hand. Yeah. They got to yeah. put the ball in his hand. And oh. <laughs> Victoria says, talk about a man unhinged. Logan Wilson was out there looking to cause problems. I was texting her from the game. She, We're big <laughs> Logan Wilson fans in this house for something we can explain on a later date. But that guy, he was just, he was being kind of a dick and I loved it. Yeah. Like yeah. guy would be down for like, you know, a second, second and a half. He just run up and like rip the ball out. And he's like, he body slammed Odell. He was hitting Logan Wilson chose violence yesterday and I loved it. Yeah. So that awesome. is going to close out our box score breakdown presented by who day that's W H O D A I.com. Check it out. We are actually going to be a featured show on there. We're working on getting some of the logistics of that figured out. Um, they're going to have, 
you can, you're going to be able to buy tickets through there soon. You're going to be able to buy parking passes through there soon. It's got info. If you're from out of town on where to go before, during, and after the game, it's got a lot of really cool stuff. So check out W H O D A I.com. Now we did all that. Now it's time to have the tough conversation, Ron. Done with the game. Go. (laughs) We're going to have a tough conversation. I haven't said this publicly on the old X app. Um, but I'm going to now. I don't know what he's going to say, folks. This is why I like that we don't plan our shows. We have like an outline, but we don't plan it. We just go. I support you with whatever decision you make, Drew. When I watched Joe Burrow limp off that field yesterday with a very, very noticeable, serious limp, it hit me that as excited as I am for Joe Burrow to be the quarterback of the Bengals, as happy as I was to see him come back to practice right before week one, as excited as I was to do all of that, Joe Burrow should not have played a snap of football yet this year. Hot take. Hot take. He hasn't. He, he, should, he shouldn't have. That calf got re-aggravated, and now we're in a situation – where we're looking at this tweet that came out from Adam Schefter earlier this afternoon, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor told reporters that it was hard to say whether Joe Burrow would be ready to play next Monday night versus the Ram due to his aggravated calf injury. The Bengals still are in the evaluation process. So signs the big ass contract. Think he's going to be back. We're hyped. We're ready. We're excited. He's fucking loaded. He's going to be back on the field. He's going to be ready to go. And I think that I, and maybe many other fans did what fans do because like I always say with the, the tweets and the articles that I write, I'm not a fucking journalist. I'm not a reporter. I'm a, I'm a Bengals fan. And I convinced myself that when they cleared him to come back to practice, we were getting the old Joe Burrow. And now I realize that in the building, the conversation has been, that it is harder to get Joe Burrow to sit out of anything than it is to have Joe Burrow saying he wants to sit out or have the coaches do that. They're saying the the people in the building have a harder time getting Joe Burrow to sit than (coughs) anything else. And the fact of the matter is it is on the coaching staff. It is on the training staff and it is on the organization. After you invest $219 million guaranteed into a guy to protect him from himself, because now we're sitting at 0 and 2 with a re-aggravated calf injury instead of sitting at 0 and 2 and we have Joe Burrow coming back off of 6 weeks of rest or whatever it is. I am very concerned with the fact that he played. He's a gamer. He's an Ohio fuck. He's gritty. All of the great things that we love about him, I understand that. If he can walk, he wants to be out there. Somebody in that building very clearly should have stopped this man because what I saw when he walked off the field yesterday and what we saw during the game that we talked about, we saw him massaging it with the massage gun and all that stuff. Something is not right, and I understand you want to win the game. I understand you want to get back on the field, but the fact of the matter is we have to look at the future because you just gave him a fuckload of money. I defer to you before I get us canceled already. No, we saw it. We we had a we had a great view of the sideline at the game, folks. Uh, every series, Burrow came off. He would grab the bench and pretend this is my foot. He would do this with his foot. He Don't put play. your foot on the screen. Play. 
he would flex and unflex. You know, this hurts. Nope, doesn't. This hurts. Nope, doesn't. Because I think the entire game, he was feeling it, man. And uh, I, uh, I am a hard-nosed guy that would love to play through injury, too. I know he wants to as well. Uh, but at the end of the day, if Joe Joseph Lee Burrow is injured, I don't want him out there. I want him here long term. And I know we we as a, them, them as an organization, they don't pay Drew and I. We're just idiots with microphones. If the organization, they keep everything close to the chest, they do it. They've always done it, you know. They've never come out and they've never just wore their heart on their sleeve. Zach Taylor, every single time, he he's coach speak, man. Coach speak with that. He does that little grin. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not. They're not going to come out and say it. And I'll tell you this right now. They're not going to IR him. They're not going to give us a date. They're not going to commit to him not playing on Monday because the moment that they do that, it's a morale massacre. Oh, yeah. The team, the team they get down in the slumps. The fan base starts fighting back and forth on Twitter. My wife just walked in. Hey, honey. They, my, my fan ba- The fan base, she's throwing me off. The fan base on Twitter goes nuts on all the apps, everything. They will not tell us what's going to happen until that man is either A, playing ball for us and slinging the rock, or B, done for a while, flat out. You are probably right, and that's just the way that the coaching staff is going to handle these things. And let's be completely honest. They've got Ring of Honor night coming up. Chad Johnson's going in. Boomer's going in. The stars are going to be out. The whiteout uniforms. It's the first regular season rematch with the Rams since the Super Bowl. There's all that stuff that's there. But I was talking to resident Browns fan, Chad, who actually just commented again. I'll put it up on the screen earlier today. And he said, do you think that you can win one or two of the next few games coming up against the Seahawks, the Rams, the Titans, and the Cardinals? Because if you can and you IR him for four weeks, like you just said that they wouldn't do, but you do and you rest him up and you get two wins out of that, you can come back and you hope for a run like last year and you can get yourself back in the position for a wild card. And now he says, y'all might want to hear this, but I feel the right decision short long term is to IR Burrow and let that calf feel. This is exactly what he, I was just saying in our conversation earlier before reading his comment. This is exactly what we talked about earlier. And I got to say. If he's injured, if, do it. If he's not injured, let's figure out what we can do. I just He's injured. My, we watched him. He's injured. I watched him walk off the field. He's injured. I totally agree. I'm just I'm just trying to I'm splitting the middle here. Devil's we agree. I agree. Let's 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 heal him, dude. Because I want this boy playing here for years to come. All right. I don't want him I don't want him tearing himself up this season. Uh if if we're not gonna be productive, right? I want him I want him to heal up. I want him to be here long term. Uh, and if the IR is what we need to do, let's do it. But I just think that the Bengals, personally, my gut feeling is that we're going to get day-to-day, week-to-week. He's day-to-day, week-to-week. That's the update. And that's what Lorenzo just said here concerning the injury. I don't think we'll get either of those. I think we'll get strung along to keep morale up. And that's a very, very likely situation with how the Bengals have handled these things, of how that could go. Um, and, you know, And we were talking, so we were in a a chat back and forth, and he was like, you know, you think they can win two of these games or whatever? And I'm like, I don't know who in the league they can beat without Joe Burrow. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a dick here. I love all football players. I know they work their asses off. I know that they want to be the best that they can be, and I shouldn't hate on a guy, but Jake Browning is not good at football. 
he's not Joe Burrow. No, he's not. He's not, not. You don't even have to not be Joe Burrow. I watched yeah. the preseason battle between him and Simeon, and nobody looked like a capable backup to me. Yeah. I'm almost on the Will, Will Greer train. I tweeted it out earlier. I said, fuck it. He's been in the building long enough. If Burrow can't go, let's throw a touchdown Jesus out there. Good beer. Great good beard. beard. I love a guy with a good beard. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. Name me a team, aside from the Niners or whatever, with Purdy. Name me a team that, that's going to bring their backup out and win. And, and and go deep into the playoffs. It's just it's not a thing. There's only a handful of guys like that, and it's like a Jacoby Brissett is one of the guys. Yeah. I mean, I know that Cleveland didn't make the playoffs last year, but yeah. for most of their season with Jacoby Brissett starting, they were alive. Yeah. And things like that are going to be things that some teams can do, but right now I don't think they can. And I'm not saying that Will Greer is going to come in and be as good of a backup as Jacoby Brissett. I'm just saying I've seen enough Jake Browning. Yeah, and man. I think that I think that Ke- I think this is Kevin K Breezy. I think he agrees with me. Um, yeah, he did. He said he agrees. So that's something. And Paul Chapsy, I said this. Let's call Dalton. They're not going to get rid of Dalton, but I I'd, I'd take all fourteen back to back up Burrow and maybe throw a few games for us too. I don't know if they do that. I don't. So I, I probably not. He got benched on his fucking birthday. <laughs> they're going to roll Browning out there. Let's let's if if we're this is all speculation, all hypothetical guys. If Burrow's not playing, they're rolling Browning out there. And they're gonna if Browning doesn't work out, they're gonna roll the next guy out there. And if he doesn't work out, they're gonna roll the next guy out there. I don't I just I don't know. I would love them to go sign somebody fun if Burrow's out and and see if they can string us along. Uh it'd be cool. I think it was uh Willie Lutz did a they got some guy to do some crappy edit of Tom Brady in a Bengals uniform. Like I, I just they're not gonna make a splash, guys. I, I just I gotta put this out there. I, I hate to I hate to be the bearer of bad news because it was fun to think about with the Jets. Tom Brady cannot play for any NFL team while he is purchasing stake in the Raiders. He would have to like stop that whole deal. Tom Brady ain't coming back. And um, I'm just using him as an example. The last thing on comment uh, on the IR: If you are him now, you get five weeks with a buy. The fifth week, you beat Arizona. They don't want to win. Seattle comes across the country for a 1 p.m. game. They're very winnable. Maybe so, and I think that the only way that you win those games, and I think those are the two most winnable, you have to commit to run the ball. And I think Joe Burrow not being on the field might be the only thing that gets Zach Taylor to commit to running the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I, I mean, if, if Burrow doesn't play, perhaps Mixon gets an increased workload uh, or the workload is split, right? Maybe that's when you see Trivion and, and Evans and, and Brown uh coming out and there's different packages for the running backs rather than uh wide receivers right so maybe we become a ground and pound team for a little bit until old boy can come back well and that's kind of something i was saying in joe burrow's rookie year when i knew the team wasn't good he was getting the shit beat out of him before he blew his knee out i said who cares we're not winning we're not making the playoffs run the football until you're good at it just focus on running the football until you get good at it and stop letting this guy get opened up to hits so I, i I could see maybe that being the commitment to running the ball is if Joe Burrow comes out, but, or if he is out, but here's a guy I wouldn't mind calling who has said out loud in interviews after winning a, a whatever league championship, AJ McCarron. I don't know that AJ McCarron would. He says he wants to start. Would he come start for four or five weeks if Burrow's out? I mean, maybe because he could probably go back to the XFL because he said that he went to the XFL because he wanted to 
he wanted his kids to see him actually playing. He said, I could have made an NFL roster and been a backup. So to come start in the league for four or five weeks. Okay. Maybe I would take damn near anybody right now over the guys that are currently on the roster. And I don't think Jake Browning will ever see this, but if he does, I'm sorry, dog. I'm not trying to be a hater. I just don't, I'm trying to find a way that if Burrow's actually going to sit for multiple weeks, how can we stay afloat and there still be a chance that this can end in a wild card berth? Hell yeah. I have faith and we're all, there's all freaking speculation. I got faith that the gods are going to touch his calf and he's going to come back and light the damn Rams up. Uh, Could be false optimism. Who knows? Uh, But I'm sticking with Cincy versus the world. I want Burrow to uh, I don't know, though. I, the realist in me is if he is injured, and we've seen it. We saw him limping. We've seen him moving his foot, massaging his calf. If he's injured, let the boy rest. Let him rest. Let him count his money. Heal up. You know he's a gamer. You saw what he did with his ACL. He's going to murder physical therapy, and he's going to want to come back in true form. And I want him here for the long haul, not to suffer and get re-injured here in a, a season like this. Understandable. Now, Lorenzo says, now for the things within our control, where's the fun at next Monday before the game, boys? I still haven't met you in person, Drew. I loved meeting people. Again, I love meeting people every time I go to a game. If you come up to me, I'm going to stop and talk to you. I'm going to take a picture with you because I don't know. I'm just a fucking dude with a Twitter account. Like, If you think that it's worth two minutes of your time to stop what you're doing and take a picture with me, it's not worth that time. I promise. But if you want to do it, I'm going to do it. So Lorenzo, let's meet up Monday. I don't know exactly what the plan is. I think we're going to do something probably pretty similar, yeah. um, but we'll, we'll be all around. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll hit the, we'll be all around. Uh, we, we started at Longworth last time, worked our way through lot one, hung out with captain and the gang uh, arrow and those guys, uh, the, uh, the Bengal brew guys, they were having a good time. Uh, I got to call out Dale. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to call you off. My guy, Dale Altman, I saw him eating a cupcake and I just don't think he was giving it everything he had. I said, bro, you could take that in one shot. And he's like, I just didn't know. There's a lot of, I, I, you could take that in one shot, Dale. I believe in you, dog. Dainty cupcake eating. All right. Yeah. That's a good, maybe, maybe we'll do a segment on that. You know, but eventually, <laughs> we, made, eventually we made our way to Bengal gyms. Uh, always a good time there right by the stadium. So you'll see us everywhere, man. Man on the street stuff is what we like to do. We're going to walk up. We're going to talk to you, ask you a bunch of questions, get you on camera. If you're shy, too bad. So what else you and, got? Uh, Victoria says she's still holding out hope for a Bengals Super, Super Bowl parade the week before our wedding. And I don't know if she actually wants that because I might be smoking crack on the bridge if the Bengals win yeah. the Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I might I might just hit the wet stick a couple times. Um, <laughs> Completely so, ruined my my job but i'll do crack if the Bengals go to the super bowl yeah uh truth bear or noah noah ark can you guys talk yep. about nfl officiating and i do want to talk about that because there was so many times and I, I tweeted this out as it happened there were a lot of times in that game and i think these flags went both ways on baltimore and the Bengals, where it seems like the rest were just like throw the flag and we'll figure out why later problem it's a problem it's not just against us we bitch and complain because it's happening to us but if you looked at the, the flag disbursement uh, across the NFL, it's everywhere. Uh, referees right now, I don't know if they need to go back to referee school. I don't know, get retrained if there's if, if they go to school. I don't know what they do. I know they're all like lawyers, so they should be smart enough to know when to throw a freaking flag. But when you got guys like Cam Taylor Britt, who, who's, who's playing ball, hand fighting a little bit, gets drugged down 
by the inside of his shoulder pads into the end zone and called for for a was it pass interference or was it hold? I don't even remember. Illegal contact is what they hit him with. Illegal contact when he himself was getting manhandled. Like what? What are we doing here, man? Yeah. What are we- and then on the Charlie Jones punt return, they threw it. They talked about it. They picked it up. So it's like, okay, then why'd you throw it? Why? And yeah. then there was, um, I think that I think there was a hands to the face. It negatively affected the Bengals. And I was texting some of my buddies during the game, like, hey, I'm I'm here. How bad did that look on TV? And they're like, ah, that was ticky tack. And then the Charlie Jones flag happened. And they're like, well, what the hell? They picked that one up, and that was more of a flag than the previous play. So it's like there's just still not any consistency with what's going on. Bingo. There it is. Here's my thing is, is the hands to the face. These You watch every uh, offensive and defensive line battle. Every place somebody's getting knocked in the face mask, bro. That's yeah. the tr- that shit happens. But all that there where we were on the field and what we were doing, what the, what are we doing? Like, why aren't you calling it the other five times I myself am looking up at the screen of the box seeing it? Like, just like, it's like, oh, oh okay. Whoop. Oh, whoop. It just whenever it's, it's the consistency is so piss poor and it has been for a couple years now that I don't know, does Goodell care? There were even a few holds that were called on Baltimore that pulled back big plays that from where I was sitting in the replay I saw, I didn't think should have been thrown. And I think if, if not for a couple of those holding penalties, I think the damage could have been a little bit worse that Baltimore did to us. So I don't know. There, there were two Lamar Jackson runs that were 15 plus yarders. That yeah. got pulled back. And I distinctly remember one where I always look at the TV and I say, prove it to me. And they showed it. And I was like, I don't think that was a hold. I think Lamar just freaking embarrassed us on a run, dude. Yeah. And I- shout out to First Star Logistics for having like a 60 inch TV in their suite so we can turn yeah. around and see the replay. And that's the same play I was talking about where they call that hold on Baltimore. And I'm like, hey, we got a break from that. But I did not like that call. Uh-uh. So yeah, I'll, I'll take the arts. Don't get me wrong. But. Dude, I don't know. The officiating's been piss poor. That Cam Taylor Britt one's gonna stick with me for a while. I might get it tattooed on my neck. Bull crap call <laughs> on the day because it just it just it pissed me off so much, dude. It just really did. Get, get the tattoo. We'll do a vlog for it. So we're coming to the end of the show here. I know we got a hard out at five forty-five um, this afternoon. I do want to put it out there that next week our preview show is actually going to be on Sunday since we have a Monday night football game. Now, Ron and I have not determined what time that was going to be. Maybe we should have been more prepared and had that to tell you guys today, but we're fucking dumb. (laughs) Where's the fun in that? Where's the fun in preparation? Keep keep an eye on our Twitters. Yeah, we're both going to be at the game. Uh, We're going to be doing some pregame stuff together. Uh, We'll be in separate spots at the game. I think you're taking your lovely bride to be, correct? Or did I? Uh, that that is the plan. Yeah, I um, I was gonna take her last week, and then uh, we yep. ended up doing the the first star thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get her down there this week for the whiteout game and awesome. the uh, Ring of Honor ceremony. And um, so yeah, keep an eye out on when the show will be on Sunday. We'll try to not make it take away from the football slate that you're gonna watch too much. And then um, I want to end this show on a positive note. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. And uh, before you roll that. Uh, we are going to be doing what you're about to see again on this Monday game as well. So go ahead and chat yeah, that up. And- so we, we, we announced that the first person to come up to us at the pro shop and 
uh, confirmed that they follow us both on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel would get the jersey. And then we found out that was a terrible fucking idea because as soon as the gates opened, the pro shop line was about 35 blocks long and it would have ruined everybody's experience. So we went and bought the jersey. We said, we're going to find somebody that's not wearing a jersey. We found a young man by the name of Jeremiah walking with his friend. His friend had a Jamar Chase jersey on. He had no jersey on, and we did this. So I know you got to run, Ron. If you want to say goodbye to the people before I roll the clip, we'll uh, we'll call it. Great. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you Monday. Well, see you show Sunday. See you at the game Monday. Who day? Who day? All right, we're here buying a jersey. We're going to give it away to one lucky fan out here. Cool. All right. Well, cool. All right. Thank you. All right. The first half is concluded. It's been a little iffy. What do you think, Drew? I'm a little bit worried about the offense. It's time to wake up. It's been a game and a half. Let's get things going. I feel you. I feel you. What's your name, buddy? Jeremiah. Jeremiah, what do you think of the first half? I think that we could be doing a little bit better offensively, but defensively it's been pretty good. The defense looked pretty good. Who's who's your favorite player on the team, man? Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. You like any other wide receivers? Um, Jamar Chase. I like Justin Jefferson. Okay, all right. You like T. Higgins? Yeah, Bengals. You do like T. Higgins. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I tell you what, man. We're here out here trying to give back, so I got something for you, okay, buddy? I got a T. Higgins jersey here for you, okay? I want you to have that. Throw it on. I want you to enjoy the rest of the game. I saw your buddy's got Jamar Chase. Yeah, man, we just thought, you needed the jersey. You got to look good for the second half. You're going to put that jersey on. Maybe maybe now T will get a touchdown. Maybe now How about that? Down. All right. Drew and I are here to give back. Every game, we're going to try to give something away. Yes, sir. All okay, right. he's going to look good. You look sharp, bud. Hey, hey, hey. I tell you what, we bought it. If it's too big, you can probably go up there and exchange it, but we just wanted to give back, man. Hope you enjoy the rest of the game. All right, buddy? Can I get a who day? Who day? Who day? Who day? Love it. I just want to point out, because I see you're still here, I want to point out that um, Jeremiah's mother did find us on Twitter and reach out and show her appreciation. I thought that that was very cool. Um, his friend was walking around with a Jamar jersey on, and we saw that he didn't have one, so we decided that we were going to let him leave with a jersey. So, yeah, we're going to try to do more stuff like that and probably plan it better since we realized that the pro shop would have taken until halftime. No, but it was fun to make that kid's day. I love that his mother reached out. She's a wonderful woman. Uh, T Higgins mom also, uh, got involved there in the comments and, uh, love that we gave away her boy's Jersey, but, uh, uh, little note when we turned the camera off, uh, Jeremiah was absolutely just pumped and stunned. I don't know if he, he thought we were going to film him putting a Jersey on and take it back or what, but he was excited that, that he got to keep it. And, uh, I know Drew was, and I was just pumped and we got to make that kid's. Yeah, that was awesome. He was very appreciative. He said thank you about 300 times. So I went to a deserving fan, and I look forward to doing more stuff like that um, as the season goes on. So you go. I know you got some dad duty coming up, and I understand how that is. I've got my own dad duty to take care of. So you go do that. Um, I haven't asked for this. I think we're supposed to do this during the show. Please like, subscribe, and turn on notifications to our YouTube channel. We're going to give away stuff, not just to kids, not just to people at the game. We're going to reach people that maybe don't live in Cincinnati and don't get to come in for games all the time um, to try to just give back because, like I always say, I get to do a lot of cool shit, and it's because people follow me on the Internet, and I wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. So I like to give back when I give stuff away, and I know you feel the same. All right, man. All right. Signing off then. Good second See show. See you guys Sunday, whenever the hell we decide.